Welcome to Rams Up, your weekly L.A. Rams podcast, bi-weekly during the season. We are a proud member of the Pigskin Podcast Network. We'll cover other SoCal sports items of interest, but we're mostly about your Los Angeles Rams. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. Welcome back, Ram fans. I hope you're all feeling a little bit better. That Ram 49er fiasco a few days behind us. I know I'm feeling a little bit better. That was a very painful game to get through, but I'm feeling a little bit better about things. Just looking forward to Wild Card Weekend. Get this Ram team back on track, hopefully. We're going to go through some important Ram news here first. Then we'll take a quick look back at that Niner game. And then we will take a closer look at this game between the Rams and the Cardinals, the third time they have played this year. And then we're going to take a look at the entire wild card weekend, make some predictions, go over last week's game picks, all that good stuff. Some injury news out of that Sunday game. Most importantly, Jordan Fuller out for the year. That's a big blow. Rams have some safeties that are going to have to step up and perform Terrell Burgess and Nick Scott, I assume. And Taylor Rapp is in concussion protocol, so hopefully he will be good to go by Monday night. Would not be good going against this Cardinal offense with our starting safeties out. So crossing our fingers, Taylor is back. And that probably goes a long ways to explaining why the Rams have signed Eric Weddle, the safety who's been out of the league, didn't play at all last year or this year. I see it as a move to provide insurance in case Rapp can't go as well. If Rapp's out, I could see Weddle starting, but I suspect he's more of just a calming influence for that defense, that secondary. And obviously he'll get some playing time, but we'll have to see how this secondary situation unfolds over the rest of this week. And also, to be clear, the Rams signed Weddle to the practice squad for now. I expect him to be promoted. They also signed Defensive backs Blake Countess and Sherrod Niesman to the practice squad. Remember Blake, he was a big hitter when he was with the Rams. And they also signed free agent Jake Kervas. Kervas has been with the Rams before, as you all know. So it's obvious they're just making sure they have some flexibility as far as the secondary goes as that Monday night football game approaches. And Darius Williams has a shoulder injury that's being evaluated. No update on that. I'm assuming and hoping it's not too serious. Well, if it seemed like our offensive line let us down on Sunday, well, it kind of did. The way I generally look at pro football focus grades is it's a pretty strong indicator of how a player performed. It's not rock solid, though. But when you hear some of these numbers, I think you're going to conclude like I have that, yes, they did indeed play poorly. At the top, or shall I say the bottom of the list, Austin Corbett got a 13.1 grade in pass blocking. It's really odd. Gave up seven pressures. David Edwards, a 41. Not nearly as bad as Austin Corbett, but he gave up eight pressures and two sacks. Brian Allen, the alternate pro bowler, 39.3. Rob Havenstein wasn't too bad, 62.8 in pass blocking, but he gave up two sacks. 
The O-line altogether gave up 22 pressures. So save your criticism of Stafford, okay? You know, he threw two interceptions. One, he took a shot he probably shouldn't have. The other one, he underthrew a long ball at the end. He had an incredible first half. I'm not putting too much on him in the second half, though. His offensive line really let him down. And maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's better on that final Sunday of the regular season so they can get squared away for this Cardinal pass rush. But still, it's it's pretty odd, given that our offensive line has been pretty good all year long in pass protection. And speaking of pro football-focused grades, some good news to report. Aaron Donald has once again finished as the highest-graded defender in the league the sixth straight season Donald has done so. So in this case, I think Pro Football Focus nailed it. Some snap counts of note. Cam Akers had 13 snaps. I expect it will be more Monday night. Joseph Noteboom and Coleman Shelton pitched in 18 snaps between them. The Rams going extra heavy on the offensive line. Not sure that really worked. Some additional thoughts on that Ram-Niner game. How much did it hurt not having Jordan Fuller out there at the end? I think we underestimate that. On that last drive, our secondary was in disarray. I don't think people knew what they were supposed to be doing. Two significant breakdowns in coverage. Maybe Jordan Fuller going out of the game is what really cost us that W. And to lose him at that point in the middle of a game, a guy that calls our defensive signals and is rock solid on the back end, puts the defense in a really bad spot. That's a difficult adjustment to make in the middle of a game against a good offense. So some of the concerns we have about the secondary, yeah, they're legitimate. Who's going to play safety, for one? But at least we have seven days to prepare for it. The Rams have seven days to get their secondary house in order and figure it out. So I'm feeling a little bit better about that. About a week ago, there was a very timely article about Von Miller that I thought was pretty interesting. He compared how Denver responded to losses to how the Rams responded to losses. And it was kind of surprising. It wasn't what I expected when I saw the headline of the article. Miller said that when the Broncos lost, they came back the next week and just hit the study hall more, hit the weight room more, stayed out on the practice field longer and just put in extra time to try to get things right. He said what the Rams do is business as usual. Every practice week is the same. They don't overreact to losses. They don't overreact to wins. They have a system. They have a method, and they stick to it. And Miller obviously thinks this is the way to go. And this week especially, hopefully, it'll pay off. And by the way, this is Matthew Stafford's first divisional title. Hard to believe. Probably didn't want to see it go down this way. But but let's not forget, we had a five-game winning streak going into this game. A lot of people were talking about, oh, the 49ers are coming into the playoffs with a head of steam. Well, except for that second half of the game against the Niners, the Rams are coming in pretty hot as well. Don't forget this five-game winning streak with players dropping because of covid Don't forget all the adversity this team played through, through those five wins, and traveling to Minnesota 
and traveling to Baltimore. I can understand people being high on the Niners, but don't forget about that five-game winning streak and how good we felt about this team just a couple of days ago. The coaching carousel has begun. Mike Zimmer, Vikings coach, out. Matt Nagy, Bears coach, out. Vic Fangio, Broncos coach, out. Giants coach, Joe Judge, out, as well as their general manager, Bobby Evans, who stepped down. And most surprisingly, the Dolphins have fired coach Brian Flores. Apparently, word on the street is Flores is loved by the players, respected for his coaching ability, but they seem to have a stovepipe system there in Miami. The general manager and his staff don't really communicate well with Brian Flores and his coaching staff. Players aren't happy, but the general manager and his guys won out and Brian Flores is gone. And, you know, there's a couple of guys there, if, if you're really unhappy with Raheem Morris, the Rams defensive coordinator, a couple of good candidates there, especially Vic Fangio, Vaughn Miller's old guy. Could he come in and replace Raheem Morris? Don't be surprised if McVay pulls the trigger because I suspect, while he's willing to defend Morris at this point, he can't be totally satisfied with how this defense has performed, especially not compared to the previous year with Brandon Staley. Rams 2022 opponents are set, and it's going to be a gauntlet. We kind of saw this coming, though, right? Home opponents, the three divisional opponents, plus Carolina, Atlanta, Las Vegas, Denver, Dallas, and Buffalo. And on the road, those three divisional opponents, and then New Orleans, Tampa Bay, the Chiefs, Chargers, and Packers. The Chargers is a road game, so as I mentioned a couple of podcasts ago, Rams actually get 10 games at SoFi. They have nine at home this year, eight on the road, one of those road games being at SoFi. So that's kind of sweet, but still, that's a very tough schedule. And as someone shared with me on Twitter the other day, maybe we overthink these first and second and third place schedules. The Rams had the second place schedule the 49ers had the last place schedule this year. The difference between those two teams' schedules were the Rams played the Ravens, Giants, and Bucks, and they won all three. And the Niners played the Bengals, Eagles, and Falcons, and won all three. So maybe we are overthinking it, but still, I'd much rather have a third or fourth place schedule than the first place schedule. We're going to be back in a minute with our preview of the Ram-Cardinal game. And then we're going to wrap up with a look at last week's game picks, my picks for Wild Card Weekend, and what is the Rams' path to the Super Bowl look like. The NFL playoffs are here, and DraftKings Sportsbook has a big offer for you. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TPPN, and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TPPN this wildcard weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Time to preview this wild card game between the Los Angeles Rams and Arizona Cardinals Monday night at SoFi Stadium, a primetime wildcard game. By the time this game takes place, the Rams will know who their opponent will be when they finish knocking off the Cardinals. The two teams split their games this year, each team winning in the opposition's stadium. Rams are favored by four last time I looked. Weather will not be an issue, of course. This year, Rams 12-5, and Arizona 11-6, and somewhat Ominously, Arizona is 8-1 on the road, and the Rams are 5-3 at home. We know this team pretty well. I'll real quickly go through their key players. Quarterback Kyler Murray, the diminutive but extremely talented quarterback, can hurt you with his arm and his legs. The young wide receiver Rondell Moore is getting more and more involved. They still have the veteran A.J. Green and Christian Kirk an underrated wide receiver. All three of these guys need to step up with DeAndre Hopkins still out. He will not be playing in this game. On the defensive side, they're led by vaunted pass rusher Chandler Jones and on the back end, Buda Baker, the safety. J.J. Watt, who has been out for a couple of months now, right? He could possibly play. The Cardinals are going to start working him into practice sessions to be determined whether he's going to be able to play or not. Other injuries affecting the Cardinals, we mentioned DeAndre Hopkins. James Conner came back from a two-week absence and then hurt his ribs last week against Seattle. I think he's trending to play, but we'll have to see. I expect him to play. That's a big loss if he can't. He really hurt the Rams in the passing game the last time they played, as well as on the ground. Chase Edmonds is a little banged up as well. In fact, on Wednesday, the only running back on the field for the Cardinals was Eno Benjamin. Well, the Rams, they got their share of injuries, so no tears for the Cardinals. Jordan Fuller out for the year. Taylor Rapp may not be able to play. Cam Akers is back, but Ernest Jones and Sebastian Joseph Day, no word on when they will return. It does not look like by Monday night for sure. And of course, they already lost Robert Woods for the year. And with Darius Williams banged up, secondary is not in good health right now. They have signed previously retired safety Eric Weddle to help out. So what's going on with the Cardinals this year? Well, remember they started out 7-0, and and then they dropped to 10-2 when the Rams came to town for their Week 14 match. The Rams won that game 30-23. They followed that with losses to Detroit and Indianapolis, Then they beat the Cowboys and lost their season finale to the Seahawks. Let's look a little closer at these last two games. Week 17 at Dallas, they win 25-22. Kyler Murray has a pretty good game, 26 for 38 for 263 yards and two TDs. They held Dallas to 45 yards rushing. They didn't have James Conner in that game. Anton Wesley had two TDs. Yes, that's right. Anton Wesley, not Christian Kirk, not A.J. Green, not Rondell Moore, Anton Wesley. Then they come home to host Seattle with a chance to win the NFC West 
divisional title, and they lose 38-30. to Russell Wilson completed 15 passes for 238 yards. Rashad Penny had 23 carries for 190 yards, including a 62-yard TD run. So the Seahawks were gashing the Cardinals for some big plays in this one. And by the way, Zach Ertz almost forgot about the Cardinals' great tight end. He led the Cardinals in receiving in that loss to the Seahawks. What are my fearsome four keys to this game? Well, fearsome key number one, if James Conner plays, Trevin Howard has to limit him in the passing game. And that's an advantage to having Trevin Howard in this game. He might be a better matchup for Conner than Ernest Jones, at least in the passing game. So that's a battle the Rams have to win. Fearsome key number two, the Rams have to get their pass protection figured out with Chandler Jones coming to town. I mean, that's got to be a goal moving forward regardless, not just this week, but after the Rams advance, they can't have breakdowns like they did against the 49ers in any of these ensuing games. Fearsome key number three, the defense needs to get organized on that back end. We have Jordan Fuller out and Ernest Jones. Fuller was our defensive signal caller. Taylor Rapp, can he play? Darius Williams, shoulder banged up. Need to figure out that back end or we could be in trouble. I think we will. Doesn't have to be lights out for Kyler Murray, but we need to be at least organized so we're not getting gashed for big plays like we did at the end of that Niner game. And for some key number four, time for our stars to step up. They need to be stars and they have stepped up in the past. They need to do it Monday night. Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Matthew Stafford, Von Miller, I'm not worried about Cooper Cup. He's going to step up. All of these guys need to step up, especially with some of our other contributors banged up and unable to answer the bell. They need to step up. And can I include Cam Akers in that? Maybe Cam Akers needs to step up, and that would be our wild card. Cam Akers busts out for 100-plus yards. This game could be in the bag. My prediction, Rams 28, Cardinals 24. I think it's going to go down to the wire. It's going to be an extremely close game. But man, wouldn't it be nice if we just had one blowout. We have the potential to blow these Cardinals out. A couple of takeaways early. Put Murray on the ground. That's what I'm hoping for. But I think it's going to be a close one. Rams 28, Cardinals 24, and on to the divisional round of the playoffs. We're going to wrap things up here in a minute with a broader look at wildcard weekend. And I'll tell you what I think the Rams' path to the Super Bowl is. I'm going to give you my picks for Wild Card Weekend, but first let's take a look back and see how I did in week 18 and how I did for the entire season with my Rams up straight up game picks. I did not close things out well. Week 18, I was 8 and 8, but in my defense, three overtime games, all three broke against me. I had the Ravens, Chargers, and Rams, all three of them lost in overtime. But I ended up with a respectable record for the year, 165 correct. 92 wrong. That's two behind Mike Florio and 18 behind Lorenzo Reyes of USA Today. Like I've said all year long, 
Lorenzo is consistently good at this. I finished four ahead of Pete Prisco, but all four of us over 60%. I was at 64%. Mike at 65%. Lorenzo at 67%. Pete Prisco bringing up the rear 63%. But all four respectable results for the entire season. And remember, full disclosure here, I gave us all a correct pick for that one tie. Prior to the season, I'd made my playoff predictions. Let's see how I did there. I did pretty good in the NFC. I picked all four divisional winners correctly, and I picked one wild card correctly. I had the Packers, Bucks, Cowboys, and Rams winning their division, and I had the 49ers earning a wild card spot. The two I got wrong, I had the Vikings and Panthers in the playoffs, not the Cardinals and Eagles. Not as good in the AFC. I picked three divisional winners, the Bills, Titans, and Chiefs. I got the AFC North wrong. I had the Ravens, not the Bengals. And my three wild cards were the Dolphins, Browns, and Chargers. So got all three of those wrong as well. And in my defense regarding the Browns, I kind of jumped on the bandwagon there. Everybody was really pumping up the Browns. And guilty as charged here, I just jumped on that bandwagon. And a reminder, my Super Bowl pick prior to the season... Bills and Rams, and I'm going to stick with it. So how do I have this weekend breaking down? I have all six home teams winning. I think the Bengals will take care of the Raiders at home. The Bills will beat the Patriots for the second straight time. Chiefs should be able to hammer the Steelers. The Eagles' strength is a running game, and what's the Bucks' strength? Their run defense, so I'll take the Bucks there. Niners and Cowboys, that's a tough one. Everybody's talking about the Niners peaking at the right time. And like I said earlier, the Rams had won five straight and had dominated the Niners for a half. And suddenly the Rams are reeling and the Niners are rolling. I'm going to take the Cowboys in this one. And, you know, I don't want to see either of these teams advance, to be quite honest with you, but I'd like to just see the Niners gone. So... Picking with my heart here, I'm taking the Cowboys. I don't think I'd ever hear myself say that, but that's the truth. And Cardinals, Rams, I'll take the Rams. Now, it's an interesting dilemma here. I was talking to my shy special assistant who knows everything but prefers to remain anonymous. And he was pointing out that, hey, maybe we want the Niners to win so the Rams don't have to go to Green Bay. They can go to Tampa Bay instead in all likelihood. Not to totally discount the Eagles' chances of winning, just going with the most likely results here. The logic I don't like there is, well, then we're saying that we want to either play the Niners again at SoFi or go to Green Bay the following week. Hey, let's just get the dirty business out of the way. Let's go to Green Bay. Let the Cowboys go take on the Bucks. The Rams go to Green Bay. Find a way to win there. I'd rather go to Green Bay and knock them out in the divisional round while the Cowboys and Bucks are playing. Now, that would mean we're going to have another road game, but I like our chances against Tampa Bay in Florida, and I like our chances in Dallas. I'm almost thinking I'd rather have those road games than playing the Niners at home. So that's my path. That's the path I'm looking at. Rams beat the Cardinals. 
Cowboys beat the Niners. Our divisional rival that everybody's raving about is one and done. The Rams go to Green Bay, knock out the number one seed, and then we go to either Dallas or Tampa Bay. And remember, two of our three Super Bowls, we went through Tampa Bay in the conference championship. So that's what I'm pulling for. A lot of you may not feel the same. I get it. I could be wrong here. So that's my desired path. Knock off the Cardinals, go to Green Bay, knock out the number one seed, and then go to either Dallas or Tampa Bay, get a win, and on to the Super Bowl. That's going to do it for this episode. And remember, we will not be back until late Monday night or early Tuesday morning following that Rams-Cardinal game. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. You can visit our website at laramsup.com. And don't forget to subscribe and give us that five-star rating. It's greatly appreciated. And remember, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there. Music courtesy of bensound.com and the YouTube Royalty Free Music Audio Library, Crimson Fly by Hama Hama.